0: This week's episode of the Hoffcast is brought to you by NickHoff.com. That's right. The sponsor of this week's podcast is me. Go to NickHoff.com. Get yourself a tour poster, a signed comedy album, a couple of online clips up there. Check it out. Sign up for my email list. Do it. to it. If you don't have any money, I understand. You're like, hey, Nick, don't you know we're in the middle of a pandemic here? I haven't worked in weeks. Yeah. Nobody knows that better than me. I have not worked since March 7th, so I am aware what it means to be out of work. By the way, we're not we're not counting the stuff I do in the alley, right? Yeah, yeah, cuz I I know I get paid, but I do it just for fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I have been paid uh, for comedy since March 7th, so make sure you go to nickhoff.com get some stuff. If you don't have any scratch right now, just what you can do is keep listening to this podcast. Go online and rate, review, subscribe, share it. That helps me out. Also at the Nick Hoff store on nickhoff.com, use the coupon code Hoffcast for 25% off. Doom, doom, bet. Doom, bap We're back, Hofkast listeners. Uh, Another episode. This is number 74. The date is September 22nd. Thanks to all my new listeners. Thanks for coming aboard. I hope you're uh, having a good time listening and getting caught up. We're moving full steam ahead here. It's uh, heading toward the end of September and I'm discovering new things about myself. New things every single day. You, You sit here in a In a small little place with uh, four other people, you start to learn things about yourself. What makes you tick? One thing I learned is that I like saying the word can. That's right, can. And not not talking about like a can of soup. I like referring to people's butts as a can. (laughs) Nothing's funnier to me than walking by somebody and just like being misogynistic, just being like, move your can. (laughs) Or, Or just watching Sarah walk past in front of me and I'm like, hey, nice can. She's like, knock it off, all right. <laughs> yeah, there are plenty of funny words for butt. You got you got rump. What is there? there's ass, there's rump, tush, uh let's see, Keister. Keister's a good one. That that one's not bad. Uh with the French is Derriere. Is that French? I think. Sounds derriere. Oh, oh, oh. What a, hello there, dear. You've got the nice derriere. <laughs> Uh, Maybe it's not French. I don't know. You got... uh, Did I say butt? Bottom? Uh, Hind end? Hiney? Dumps? Dumps is a thing, right? (laughs) Am I showing my age there? Dumps like a truck? 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 I was like, what? 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 (laughs) What was that song? That was a thong song. Cisco classic. Silver-haired Cisco. Oh, man. I haven't heard that song since... uh, What what would it have been? It would have been like... um, Spring Break 2004, woohoo! <laughs> like a truck. Truck, truck. I knew that song was stupid then. By the way, okay, it was on every ten seconds. Any any club you went to, any uh any bar, uh, listen to a radio station. The thong song was in full effect. Uh, and but I think we all knew. Hey, this is not going to stand the test of time. This is not high art. But we're going to shake it right now. We're going to shake it in the moment. <laughs> and then you know, years from now, we'll be like, oh well, yeah, I haven't heard that song in sixteen years, apparently. Um, but yeah, plenty of, plenty of names for your uh, for your rump, your little tush. But uh, I like can. I like can. Some people use it for uh, some people use it for breasts. But I, I nice cans. Then it's pluralized. You got cans in the front and in the back. Is that possible? Is that real? Did I just? mess up my own saying is it even no sit on your can right or is that referring to the thing you sit on like like an actual can like a pail oh hell oh well I don't care I still like calling it a can I, I think you should try it walking around the house just like hey nice can <laughs> or, Why don't you come over here and bring that can right over there's <laughs> something funny about like going back to like 1930s 1940s cin- cinema And just, you know, using the phrases they use, what's the, I mean, there's a classic, what, Casablanca, but it's like this, it's considered widely as this big romantic movie, but it's just a man that's just like, you ought to be kissed by a man, and often, and by somebody knows how, that's me, (laughs) I forget what his name was, Rhett Butler? I'm going to take some heat for this one, not knowing what that is. Uh, uh, you know, it's fun. Watch one of those old movies and then just talk it like that for a little bit. Just, <laughs> just bring it back. As long as everybody in the, you know, that you're doing it around knows you're joking. I get in trouble with that sometimes because Sarah and I always have those jokes and she knows I'm joking. Sometimes the kids, though, they don't know I'm joking and I'll say something misogynistic and I'll think it's super funny and she'll look at me like, he thinks you're serious. He th- your son will grow up to talk like that. He thinks you're serious. I'm like, well, oh, if he can't discern, you know, what comedy is at this point, it's over. Okay? If you made it if you've made it to four, you can't plus I think it'd be pretty hilarious if a four year old is walking around <laughs> telling mom to move her can or telling his like Sunday school teacher that she's got a nice can. <laughs> I can talk like that because I am now a reverend. I uh, the the documents came in. I told you all I was officiating a wedding uh, coming up next month, and my documents came in from the Universal Life Church Ministries in Seattle, Washington. Here I am, uh, full blown ordained. I've got a little uh, little badge that I can hook to my uh, to my shirt that says clergy. They gave me a, a little ID card to keep around in my wallet in case anybody questions my authority. And and my favorite thing about it. Is that uh, you know I I the way I talk to people I, I I end text messages with thank you my child bless you child things like that I, I sent an email today and I finished it in Christ Reverend Nicholas Hoff here I am please please call me Reverend Nick all right I'm a cool I'm a cool pastor all right call me call me uh Pastor Nick you know yeah I don't I don't need you going go in with my full name you know. Mr. Hoff's my father's name, <laughs> but it's Reverend. Please do call me Reverend. Uh, I, I I worked hard for that for that title. I uh, spent the thirty six seconds applying online, and uh, and I spent the forty nine dollars to get the documents in the <laughs> in the mail. So please show me my due respect. Please, okay. Uh, bless you. Thank you. It is written. Let it be done. Lots of things going on over here at the Hoff House. I am uh, almost done now making triple bunk beds. What do you think about that? Not only a reverend, but I'm a carpenter. Sound like somebody you know? (laughs) Yeah, thought so. Um, Yeah, getting some woodworking skills out, uh, you know, limited space. What are you going to do? You're gonna have three beds laying across your bedroom, or are you gonna utilize that bedroom and take all your stuff out of one of the closets and create a triple-layer bunk bed in there? And uh, so that's what I'm doing. I uh, I got the wood, got the lumber, which, by the way, the whole woodworking community can piss right off. You, you guys. Can go straight to hell. And I mean that as a reverend. Go straight to hell with all your naming of wood. And I, listen, I learned this years ago, but it pisses me off every time. I, I remember the first time I built something by myself out of, um, uh, out of you know, go to Home Depot. I was making my own cornhole boards. Gonna make you know, I'm not spending the money on on something I can build myself. I'm gonna build it. I got the time. Here we go with let's take a weekend and make it. And all my dimensions were off because I didn't realize that a two by four piece of wood was not indeed two by four. The idiots that be over there at the lumberyard uh, got lazy. Like, it's two by four, I guess, when they cut it, and but then they mill it, and it shaves like a half inch off. So a two by four is actually only three and a half inches wide instead of four, and it's like an inch and three quarters or an inch and a half deep. Like, eat a pile of dog treats, okay? Like, <laughs> sorry to be harsh, but, uh, you know, I'm taking off my, my minister's collar there and, and talking down to you, okay? Okay. Two by four. Don't name it a two by four and a one by six. Not a one by six. It's not one inch thick. It's not six inches wide. It's less. And so you got to do all all that math that you did. Now all of a sudden you're in Home Depot scratching your ass trying to be <laughs> scratching your can like what the heck is going on here? like got to do this math the guys who's helping you is like what do you need and i'm like i just leave me alone but don't don't leave me alone for too long come back i'm gonna need you eventually but just walk away while i'm doing math okay i don't need to be embarrassed (laughs) while i'm doing this so i got sick of uh for you know the first several times i've built something i would have the guys at home depot make cuts and they always talk down to you like you don't know what you're doing you're like i need uh, three of these at 48 inches and they're like well you gotta get this and this and you can't do that and because i can't do this i can only make three cuts and i'm on my break and whatever so i broke down and i bought the compound miter saw um and it's something I always wanted, but I didn't really have a space for it. You know, it's like that's something you like nail to a workbench. You like bolt it down. This is where it. I, this is where I work. This is where my workstation. That's how my dad had it he, in the garage. Here it is. Here's the workstation. This is where a man does work. And I bought it and I instantly felt a little bit more like a man. Okay? Yeah, bought the miter side Like, not a full-blown man, but a little bit more like a man. Like, here I am. I'm working with power tools now. And, and, you know, it's something I always saw my dad doing. He always had the power tools. He knew how to use them. I just look at them and go, wow, that's that's what a man's station looks like. Not, not, this, not this man cave BS that's, you know, sweeping the nation. You know, when I was growing up, you didn't have a man cave. You had a, a workstation where you made things with your bare hands. Like, my dad made my bed with his bare hands. I slept in it until I graduated high school. Like, that that's what a man does. And I remember, like, uh, you grow up in Cub Scouts, and you do the little Pinewood Derby where you get the car kit, and it just comes as a block of wood, and you get a little uh, weight to put under it. And, you know, I I was at the mercy. Like, what am I going to do? Maybe take a piece of sandpaper, round off these corners? Otherwise, yeah, Dad, you're going to have to help me. And you knew that's what was happening. All the kids would show up with their with their cool looking cars, and you're like, "You didn't do any of that. You got that woodworking badge. That's just a ruse. That's nothing. That's a sham. Okay, you didn't earn that woodworking badge. Your dad should have that badge because he's the one with the power tools. He's the one that operated it. And I remember, you know, the first year I made like the well, my dad made the, like the V in the back, so it had this cool looking spoiler on the back, painted it green with this. St- with a stripe with the orange stripe across the side. I thought that was really cool and I lost. And so, and then the next year I was like, okay, let's go basic. Let's make it look like a race car. You know, just the, the front end is down and the, you got the spoiler up and that'll help it keep it, you know, that'll help it keep it from getting airborne. But it's on the little Pinewood Derby track. Don't want don't want to lose contact with the ground. So got to make sure that spoiler's high. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right on there. I had these uh I had these Jesus stickers, these golden Jesus stickers. I don't know where I got them, but uh, I had like a whole page of them. I was like, "You know what? I'm going to put a Jesus sticker on this thing." Okay? It's an all black car and I'm going to put this gold Jesus sticker right there and Jesus looks pretty serious. It looks like he's ready to race. And I put that on there and uh and, and by the way, can't hurt, right? Can't hurt to have a little JC power Power you know, yeah some of these guys got V eight, some of these guys got Hemis in there. I got I got this one's powered by Jesus, okay? This one's uh, powered by Christ. And uh I you know, I, that was my thought process is like, you know what? He's gonna win. Of course, Jesus is gonna win. Well, sorry to say, Jesus took third, okay? <laughs> he couldn't get me all the way. He got me but he got me on the podium. All right. JC riding shotgun, got old Hoffy boy on the podium. But uh, (laughs) that should be a T-shirt. Jesus took third. Um, The point is, the point is, I was not using the power tools. My dad was using the power tools, making me look good. And uh, so now I finally have a power tool of my own. And my God, when you make cuts, it makes you feel powerful. But also, you have respect for that power. Like Jurassic Park, you can't lose sight of the respect, otherwise you lose a finger. And so the whole time I'm like triple checking. And when you got kids running around and I don't have like a garage, so I have to do this in the apartment. So I've got the power tool on the ground over a sheet. So like a kick sawdust everywhere, but at least the sheet gets most of it. And, uh, you know, triple checking is your finger in the kill zone. Have you, you know, I'm the kind of guy that, like, hold the wood with my arm draped across it. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to just, because you saw through a forearm real fast with this. You should have seen how quickly I was getting through one by 6s and 2 by 4s which aren't really 2x4s, stupid freaking idiots over there at the lumber. Anyway, um, you know, it, it's cutting through. And plus, you got little kids running around, so you got to, like, shut the door, like, stay out of here. Daddy's, Daddy's doing man stuff, so stay out of here. And um, and then you like uh, you cut you you make your cuts and you okay yeah it looks good and I'm oh I'm just cutting through I'm cutting for fun now and uh, and each time you leave like to make sure your measurement was right and you try it in the spot where you cut it for uh, you got to unplug the thing because you don't want a kid even though it has a little safety next to the trigger so they'd have to push the safety then pull the trigger you just like i don't want to hear that from the other room like who the hell is playing with the power so <laughs> um i wonder what my dad had to like probably just wasn't plugged in and i just knew don't don't screw with that stuff but my kids would be the ones coming over here like dinking with it pushing their finger up against the metal blade like oh hey, does not feel sharp um, so I have to unplug that. And so then every time I forget, it's unplugged. So I get all the stuff in the, you know, all there. Okay, fingers out of the way. Pull the trigger. No no power. Got to plug it in. Also, uh, <laughs> where I was doing it, I didn't have like, I had just this little extension cord that probably wasn't the proper wattage. And so every time I'd fire it up, the lights would do. T- <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, we uh getting it made. And uh, number one is you want to make it safe, right? Kids are sleeping on this. babies on the bottom, so you don't want things collapsing down upon her. So you got to make it safe. And that's my, that's my goal. That's number one for me. Number one goal for Sarah is you got to make them pretty. Okay, that's that everything I did, she's like, Well, that's not pretty. I was like, Well, that's safer. She's like, But it's not pretty. I'm like, Well, you know what else isn't pretty? Like our child's skull crushed below all this all this lumber. So uh but I think we, you know, got a healthy compromise. We were able to make it, you know, because that's what men do. They they like make things functional. That's all they gotta do. Women wanna make things with style, And, and sometimes women will sacrifice function for style. Uh, If you don't believe me, I would like Exhibit A to be the high heel, okay? You're supposed to be able to walk around. You're supposed to be able to dance, yet you're wearing uh, essentially a stilt just for the back of your foot that makes you appear. First of all, it's a lie, okay? It makes you appear taller, makes your leg flex the entire time so your legs look better than they really are. (laughs) It's kind of, I mean, it's like me carrying around a dumbbell mid-flex, right? It's like, where's the weight room, ladies? Okay. And I'm sorry to all the lady listeners. Sorry, gals. But I I just uh, I would never wear a high heel. I don't understand. Like, yeah, I guess that's just your lot in life. And then some, you know, you, you used to not do it. I used to have a joke about this, about women shaving their legs, because uh, I was getting worried when men were like shaving their chest and I uh, but, you know i was like are you shaving what was the joke it was are you shaving and they're like no I'm not sh- i just trim and i was like well that's a gateway shave and you know it because you gotta be careful because i don't want to, us to get into some kind of like societal norm where all of a sudden i gotta be shaving my chest every 10 seconds because women you know back in the day women didn't shave their legs and then the first one did it and all the guys went huh and all the women went Bitch! <laughs> that was a joke. It Was a good bit in the '90s and still relevant today. I think. Um, <laughs> I haven't done that joke in a long time, man. It just came back to me. That's crazy. When you haven't, you haven't, you like said something. Maybe I probably said that joke a hundred times. Let's say I've said that joke on stage, but I haven't said it in years. I guess it's like the thong song. I hadn't heard that, but yet dumps like a truck. What? 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 Came right back to me. So that that one came right back. Yeah, because. I don't want to get into this thing because now women have to shave their legs. they got to, like, get rid of all this body hair. You're like, oh, that sucks. So I, I don't know who was the first woman to wear high heels, but it's not it's not great for you gals, okay? You, I mean, if we were you're lucky, we're in a society that, uh, you know, we're not running around like Darwin anymore. We're not running around like a bunch of monkeys just bashing each other, just survival of the fittest because, yeah, those high heels aren't going to get it done. All right? That's the number one reason why women... Oh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. No, I don't think so. Like, that's the reason I feel like women pair up with a mate. I think that's the reason women, by and large, go for a man, is really, like, there's something biological for protection. Like, yeah, there must be something in your body that's attracted to a man, although I don't see it. I, don't know. I yeah, no, I, I can see why some women would find men attractive, but... um But, like, I think the base instinct is just, like, you just need protection. Like, back in the day, you knew you needed to find—that's why animals still do it. Just find the biggest elk, and that's the guy you're mating with. That's the guy that you're counting on to protect you in case, you know, things go sideways because you don't want to get screwed up, so you go with the biggest and the strongest. And now part of being the biggest and the strongest is being the smartest, making the most money because they can afford things that protect you, Um but, you know, the high heel, there's no function there. That's not protecting you unless you're attracting, like, the biggest strung, the guy that's out there at the club holding half a barbell <laughs> or uh, holding a barbell half up. So he's got the biggest muscles. Uh, and he's just going to have to protect you all the way home as you complain about how much your feet hurt. Uh, should have worn comfortable shoes. That's all I'm saying. They you, you know, put a half a heel in a tennis shoe. I guess they do that now. I feel like I'm talking really fast feel like i'm going i've had, <laughs> had like three cups of coffee i'm on like full overdrive oh uh, so we're making those bunk beds and we uh making our own mattresses too out of like you know high density foam just something to like they're only going to be in these for a couple of years so just like get something to get them by i think kids can sleep on like padding that's essentially a futon up in the air right that's all that's all i'm doing so i got the bases built And they're in there just waiting on the padding. And then we got to put some kind of cover over the padding. By the way, if anybody has an idea of a good, durable way to do that, that's inexpensive. Like you can order these things for hundreds of dollars a piece. Not really into that. That's not really, and that's, by the way, that's not really, I would have just ordered a triple bunk bed. If this is the way I wanted to go, but I want we wanted to build, you know, custom into the you know, now I'm sounding like her. It's, it's got to look custom. It's got to look built in to this place. That's part of the pretty that she needed. Then, no, that you can't build it like that because that doesn't look built in. Oh, hell, we got to do this and we're going to get cord around and make it look like it fits. I can't see the end of a two by four. What can't see the end of a two by four? Then people will know it's made out of wood. Oh yeah, I think we got him fooled here. Sound like Jeremy Hotz, which, by the way, funny comedian. Google Jeremy Hotz. Um I should see if he wants to come on the podcast. I don't I don't really know him that well. Uh but he's very funny. Jeremy Hotz, H O T Z. Uh I almost sound the reason I bring him up is I almost sound like uh oh, they're not gonna figure that out. Made of wood, huh? How? Oh, oh. Nobody knows who that is, so it's not gonna make sense. It's this hilarious comedian from Canada who always looks like he's complaining and just miserable about everything. Oh yeah, real, real nice. Real got a big nose, so I can smell everything in the oh, is that a fart? Oh, oh. <laughs> damn it! That impression's going nowhere because you guys don't know who I'm talking about. Don't pause the podcast. I fear you won't come back. Uh, finish it. Write it down. Jeremy Hots Hoff recommends Jeremy Hots. Um, yeah, anyway, so we're building that, don't want the kids to die, but they're all excited. They're even though they're that's the hardest thing is even though they're not done is keeping the kids out of them. It's almost impossible to keep the kids out of like what you're doing. And I'm building them in their room, so yes, it's their room I'm there. And then they get oddly like possessive about old belongings. I don't know what it is about kids. They they, they don't seem to see like, uh, what tomorrow can hold. They, they they have no concept of, like, long term, right? Like you say, Christmas is coming. They're like, I want Christmas now. And you're like, well, Christmas is not for another three months. They're like, when, when is it Christmas? And you're like, 90 days. They're like, what? That's way too long. Like, they have no concept of that, like, that general arc of time. And yet they get like oddly possessive about things like we were giving away. We've been purging a lot of stuff because, you know, our two year old now doesn't need all that baby gear. Don't need the baby boppy, doesn't need the crib, doesn't need the uh, pack and play. You know, we're moving on from that stage of life. So we're getting rid of this stuff. You know, who needs this? Who needs that? We got rid of the rocking chair and the kids lost their minds. When we got rid of the rocking chair, they're like, "No, no, no! Get rid of the rocking chair! We need the rocking chair! It's our rocking chair!" They're like on the ground crying about something they haven't been in in years, and you're like, "What? What's your problem? Like, we can give this to a family who needs it," and they kind of get that. But then when the person came to pick it up, and I was like taking it out, they're like, "No!" You think <laughs> our neighbors probably think we we're stabbing the kids? No. you can you can and and I am I am muffling that sound for you in real life that is the highest pitch they can possibly get to and the bit largest volume number on the knob they go to 11 there's no there's no medium you know a scratch on their wrist and they go to 11 like there's no there, I just sound like John Mulaney, who some people say I sound like. They go to 11. There's no 10, just 11. Boy, these, these impressions are going nowhere for a bunch of people you don't know. Also a funny comedian, uh, John Mullaney. He had his own show on NBC for a while. Um, talks very proper. He kind of talks like one of those, like, Rhett Butler from Casablanca. Here I am. The like, Extra, extra. Read all about it. And who else did that sound like just now? It's, and that sounded a little bit like John Lovitz. There's a little similarity there. John Lovitz, funny actor. Funny actor. <laughs> I recommend him in acting. Uh, John Mulaney, very funny stand-up. Uh, Jeremy Hotz, very funny stand-up. Hoff recommends, there you go. Uh, I don't know what it is with our kids in there. Like, we gave away a boppy, which is just a breastfeeding pillow. None of them had even like touched it. I mean, they used it for their... I guess maybe they used it for their, when they were building forts and stuff, they'd like use it to block out a certain amount of light. And so maybe they felt like they wanted it for that, but it's just a stupid shaped pillow. Like they could use anything. They didn't need that particular thing, but we like pulled up to the uh, Salvation Army where we were dropping all the stuff off and they're losing their minds in their car. And uh, there was no, no squashing it. The six-year-old was crying. The four-year-old was crying. Only the two-year-old was like, hey, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> the two-year-old was cool with it. The two-year-old was like, yeah, get it out of here. So make room for Big Mama, okay? May needs... <laughs> I need some room, so why don't you get rid of some of this stuff? And Dad, why don't you knock out that triple bunk bed? Yeah, I'll sleep on the bottom. I'm, I'm really excited to see how these things turn out. I'll, I'll post a picture on my Instagram when it's all said and done. And uh, i got to get the... Got to get the mattresses in there and all that. And, oh, gosh, we're going to have to buy, we're going to have to get stupid bedding. I wonder if my wife will let me repurpose the bedding. But then they won't all match. It won't be pretty. The two boys have the same bedding. But what about her? She's going to feel left out. She's going to feel strange. Like, she's the one that doesn't match. Yeah, she doesn't match. She doesn't match. The other two have penises. The other two have penises and she does not, okay? That's the way they look at each other in the shower when they're like, hey, what's this? (laughs) She looked at uh, one of them the other day in the shower. She's like, what's this? And they're like, that's my penis. And she goes, weird. (laughs) I was like, yep, it is weird. You're exactly right, May. Stay away from those as long as you possibly can. Um, Speaking of penis, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast before, Uh, but I used to have a joke about finding out that my first child was going to be a boy. And I remember sitting in there and the joke is, okay, so I got to set this up. Here here's the scenario, okay? I'm telling this joke uh at SeaWorld, okay? So uh I'm doing a show at SeaWorld in Orlando and unbeknownst to me, they are um playing the audio from the show like you had like to see the show you had to like get a certain ticket and then you could go to the like kind of uh, auditorium section which was outdoor but it was like this across the pond auditorium section of SeaWorld where they had the live shows and um, first of all I was a little disappointed that when I went I didn't get to you know like harpoon an endangered species or something I thought okay I'm, I'm you know part of the Part of the show, like, do I get a behind the scenes thing? No, behind the scenes, they get they like slapped a wristband on me. And they're like, here are a few hours early. Go ride a roller coaster. See whatever you want. But I thought they were gonna kind of like be like, hey, here's where we like, here's where we teach the killer whales to not kill, and here's how we feed. It. I thought I was gonna get to do some of that, and I didn't. A little disappointed, but um, but I'm doing my show, and the whole time I'm doing it to this crowd that's right in front of me, and I can see, you know, they're like 13 year olds, and they're you know, younger people in the audience here, it's families, but I can see them and we're making a connection and there's context and all this. And I had this joke about finding out that in, you know, when we're doing the, um, what do they call it? Not a, not a mammogram. What do they call it when they, like a sonogram? That's not the right word either. What do they call it? Where the, where they put the camera on the belly and look at the baby. It's ultrasound. (laughs) Some of you are shouting at your radio right now. It's an ultrasound, dumbass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ultrasound. And and the doctor was like, "Look, here's it's a here. here, Do you know what that is? That's a little penis." And I was like, "What do you mean, little? (laughs) You know, that's part of the joke." Uh, And uh, and he goes, "No, right there. That's a little penis. Don't you see it? A little penis." And when you're making a connection in a live setting with people that you're looking at, I don't think there's anything dirty about that joke. But unbeknownst to me, the audio feed from the show was being played throughout the whole theme park so whether you're standing in line for a roller coaster you hear it whether you're you know sit waiting for the shamu show you hear the show and so, you know, outward where they couldn't see me, couldn't see my hand gestures, all that stuff. All they heard was penis, 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 just rapid fire penis playing throughout SeaWorld in Orlando. And I just, and when they found out, I found out afterward that they killed the feed right after that joke. And I could just picture like a guy in the control center of SeaWorld just like, kill the audio, just like diving from across the room, just like hit the mute part just penis 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 no <laughs> just mothers covering their child's ears why why SeaWorld why would you do <laughs> And so I think that was the last time I ever told that joke I think it made me self-conscious enough that I was like uh okay I guess I don't want to put myself in that situation, but it wasn't me. They should have told me that everything was going out and about, and I would have thought a little bit more about context and what people can see is different than what you're just hearing. So, <laughs> I didn't get an angry letter or anything. I just thought it was funny that, uh, and I didn't know. Actually, I the only reason I found out that it was playing throughout the park, they didn't even tell me, um, but I read... Uh, I read, like, I saw an article posted about it, and I read, like, what one person had said, and they said it was playing through the whole speakers, but it cut off during the, <laughs> during the opener's uh, set. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know what did it. I know exactly what did <laughs> So I haven't told that joke in a long time, but uh, maybe I'll bring it out of retirement. I don't know. feels like uh, it doesn't really matter anymore because the kid's six now. I don't know. Still a good joke. What do you guys think? Think think it's still worth telling? Still worth you know dusting off every once in a while? Um, I don't know. I'll let you know, but I got a couple of show opportunities here, and uh, I'm going to get back out there. Hopefully things are uh, kind of tapering off, and we'll get back to eh, somewhat normal life, hopefully by next year. I'm, I'm booking next year a lot, so uh, get ready. Get ready because Big Hoffy's coming to your town probably. Thank you guys for listening. And don't forget this week's sponsor go to nickhoff.com, pick up a tour poster. I got Larry the Cable Guy, Nick Hoff tour poster. I'll sign it for you. It's not signed by him, but I'll sign it. And um, got different uh, quantities if you want a couple of them to give away for Christmas or whatever, birthdays, get that. I've got my uh, comedy album that I taped a few years ago. But if you don't have that, if you haven't listened to it, you want to pick up a signed copy. It's not. You know, it, I had uh, a bunch of them were made, but not a ton of them were made. So it's kind of a collector's item. There aren't there aren't millions in existence of the physical copy, so you want to pick one up. Uh, use the coupon code HOFFCAST, H-O-F-F-C-A-S-T. Get yourself 25% off anything you want to buy. Pick some things up. Please rate, review, and share this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone is doing well. I'll talk to you again soon on the next episode. Doom, doom.